is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with SystemsForSelfCare.com where I teach you to consistently take daily action so you can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. It is Movement Monday and I finally have news to share. I started marathon training. So this marathon that was supposed to happen in 2020, it was supposed to happen in 2021. It's still, it's supposed to happen in 2022. Um, and I'm just going to act as if, and act as if it is going to happen. And so I started training. So I was sharing this story with someone. Um, I mean, the people I was running with, which I will get to uh, in a minute, but I, in 2019, I finished the displays mail, uh, display. Blaine's River Trail Marathon, which is my first trail marathon. Um, it's my slowest marathon ever, but it was actually, and it was the hardest and the worst and the most painful. And you can go back and you can listen to the episode um, from 2018. I'm like swearing every two seconds because it was just, it was awful, cold, disgusting. I forgot my headphones that day. I think it took me <clears throat> seven hours around that. Kept taking my shoes and socks off. Um, because they were just like covered in sand and rocks and it was just, it was awful. Um, but anyways, <laughs> that marathon, it was the first time that I finished a race, like a long distance race that I trained for and was like, Hey, this isn't so bad. I'm ready to start running again. So it gave my body, you know, a week to heal and recover. And then I got out there and ran a little bit, not a lot. Like I didn't jump into training right away, but it was kind of like, oh, like I don't hate running. My body is not so beat up. I'm not starting at zero again. I can kind of continue on. So like that, you know, I, I continued with training and increased distance on weekends and was going to run Chicago. And I would do like two long run, two classes in a row to get a long run in. And then I started training, or maybe that was before I was training with, um, a group here and doing long runs with people and, you know, rolling into 2020, feeling really good about everything. And then obviously everything fell apart with the pandemic. And then also like my knee and hip just kept getting worse. And so it was like, even though I was able to do these distances, it was just like that, that pain was not going away. And I was kind of starting to fear like, maybe I've really effed up my body and I thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't continue on with this. So anyways super excited to get started with this training again. So I met with my group on Sunday morning and I was like, wow, like actually this is the exact same group in the, the same part of town and the same, um, the same, uh, what do you call it route that we were taking, um, as I did two years ago, um, same time that I had started training again and like same time that, um, yeah, training for the exact same race two, two years later. Um, but was interesting was the route they had during 2019, during that time, there was this bridge over the Chicago river, which if you've seen my Instagram, you know, I'm like obsessed with the Chicago river lately, but there was this bridge that they were, uh, that was under construction. And then it was I think maybe towards the end of our training period in 2020, it had opened up, but it was like a soft opening. And now it's like in full use and it's beautiful. So like that there's access to that. And actually in Chicago, they're connecting a lot of these paths along the river. So it should be really nice. Like if you, if you're in Chicago and you go along the lake, the lakefront connects you like from the North side to the far South side. Um, I don't know, I think it's like 16, 18 miles. So they're working on doing the same thing along the river, which is really, really cool. Um, I digress. <laughs> We're way off topic. <clears throat> 
But yeah, this was, this was like the first Saturday in since like March or April that, um, I did not have the free 5k. And so I was able to sleep in on Saturday and then had to wake up early on Sunday to go meet my people. Um, I was sharing with my client and I share this over and over and over again. Um, sometimes you don't want to go do the thing, but you sign up to be with a group so that it kind of forces you to go do the thing. There is that peer pressure. There's that not wanting to let people down. There's that not wanting to, you know, get poor value for your money. So like, those are some motivating factors for like, you know, going and running with people. Um, I know that Chicago winters are awful. So I know that especially in like two months when it's like 15 degrees outside, I'm not going to want to go run eight miles by myself, but I know that I can go (laughs) run with these people and have a decent time running with them, like through this, this miserable experience. Running is, I, I mean, I'm sure that like everyone has a love hate relationship with running. It is not easy. It is hard. It is mentally hard. It is physically hard. I think mentally is the big thing. Sometimes you're just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And you get like, you turn into like a little kid whining about how you, how much you don't want to do it. And then you do it. And you feel really proud of yourself. You know, every day when I make the podcast, I talk about having systems for self-care, joining a running group, having a Sunday group to go running with. That is the system that I have for my self-care. That is the system that I have for my mental health for Chicago winters. That is the system that I have for my physical health during Chicago winters. Um, when I go and do it, I get to feel happier. Yeah. I feel really happy. (laughs) I get to feel healthier. You know, I'm (laughs) exercising my lungs I'm exercising my body, my heart, everything is moving. Um, and I get to feel more confident. Um, I am definitely a lot more confident now than I was, you know, eight years ago when I first started running. I'm definitely a lot more confident than 16 years ago when I like first kind of sort of started running, but like kept starting and stopping and kept saying things like, once I'm good enough, I'll sign up for a 5k. Once I'm an actual real runner, then I'll sign up for a race. Like I did that for eight years. And then around my 30th birthday was like, let's just do it. Even if you're not good, but I mean, I'm way more confident in myself now because I have something to practice and like, I, you know, I can do this. So anyways, um, the one thing that always makes me a little nervous when I am running with people is like, you don't really know, you don't know if the people you're going to be running with, if you're going to jive well with them. I've been a part of some amazing run groups, like the one in Atlanta. And I've been a part of some groups where I didn't particularly feel welcomed or I didn't like, I just, there wasn't like the conversation piece there that I loved. Um, but this, the group that I was with, like, it was so much fun. It was, I was just like, wow, this is great. I was still nervous, Jacqueline, when I showed up, social anxiety, still there, still practice these things. I make myself go do things outside of my comfort zone. But like I show up, I'm the new person. Looks like everyone already has friends. I think they did the Chicago Marathon over the summer together. Oh crap, I'm the new person. Guess what? It's not fifth grade. It's not high school. They're not going to not let you sit at the cool table. They're, everyone's adults. <laughs> but yeah, I introduce myself um, and we get started and the leader's like, hey, you know, I'll play some music as we turn back. So like we have that to look forward to that kind of makes the second half of the run 
um, like, okay, well, I just have to get to point um, A. And then once I get to point A, we're going to turn around and then I get a little bit of reward. We're going to listen to some fun music on the way back. But overall, it was just like these two people, um, there were, I think there were seven of us. And then some people stopped running and we continued on. But the two people that I was running with, it, they were just a joy. It was just so much fun talking with them, so much fun to learn about them and their families and how they got started with running and how the marathon went and one of them is running the Chicago or not the Chicago, the New York marathon this upcoming week. And we talked about that and how they have to wait until 12 PM to start the race. So like the ferry leaves and it gets to the race start at, I think they leave at seven 45, but their race doesn't start until 12. So we kind of talked about that, but like just fun stuff. We just talk about life stuff, (laughs) things happening, trick-or-treating, being old in our thirties and forties and not wanting to go to bars and go, you know, going to sleep at like 9 PM while the young folks are just starting their pre-gaming. So it was just, it was just fun to connect with people, meet new friends. Um, as we started, I didn't know, like, I was like, how much are you running today? I was like, I don't really know. Like, I think I'll figure it out when I get there. And it was kind of a, everyone kind of doing their own thing. Um, so our group, half of the people, they're like, cool, we're going to run four four miles. (laughs) So at the two mile turnaround, we all took a picture and then they stopped. And I was like, literally like these people, I want to continue on running with them. And I was like, how much are we running? They're like six miles. And I was like, oh shoot. Like I haven't done six miles in a bit. Um, so that was, I don't know. I was able to do it. My body feels fine. I would not recommend going from a, doing a giant jump like that. But I think again, because I've kept up with movement, because I've been really consistent with running and biking and walking and lifting and physical therapy exercises, this wasn't really starting at zero as I have done in past years. Um, this was starting at a, a new, a new beginning. My, my foundation, my baseline is a little bit further along than it has been in in the past. So that feels really good. So, um, I'm not actually starting over, um, everything that I've learned about running, everything that I've learned about endurance, everything that I've learned about my body, um, my mental, (laughs) my head space, um, all of that is further along. It's not starting over. Um, even, even though I cannot run 26.2 miles today, I've done it in the past, right? I'm not starting over. I was able to run <laughs> six miles, which again, was not able to do. If you have not ever listened to the first episode of this podcast, I highly recommend going back and listening to it. But I mean, I started running 2014 was the first time that I had run a mile and 2014 was the first time I did a 5k. So it's still fairly new. Um, it's still, you know, sometimes it, it is like, oh, like I'm a runner, like I have a podcast about running, like no one from high school would know that about me. But um, yeah, so again, my body has progressed. Everything has progressed. I'm way more confident in myself, um, my ability, just my ability to recover, my ability to mentally be in the space, my ability to be with strangers and make friends pretty quickly. That was not something I was able to do seven or eight years ago, um, 16 years ago. Oh my gosh, no. So I don't know. It felt good. And then today, you know, I wasn't super sore nothing was in pain. So that's good. And then this will also be the first time that I'm training for a marathon with a really good system for lifting. So I've shared that in the past that I was either in the past, I was either running or I was doing some sort of intense lifting or cardio with 
like weights, um, program or working out with a personal trainer or going to CrossFit or whatever, but like, I never really <laughs> meshed the two together. And it's like, it makes sense. Cause it's like, sure. Like if you have to dedicate this much time to running and then you also have to, you know, lift and go to a class that's 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And you don't like, I'm raising my hand. You don't particularly actually even like exercising, like all of this still, Again, it's not, I'm not, I'm not a natural, a natural exerciser. It's still something I have to remind myself to do. I don't wake up super giddy to exercise. It's not something that, um, when I'm having a bad day that it's an automatic thought like, Oh, you should go act like none of that is automatic. It is all like, I have to still remind myself to go do these things. So in the past running and lifting never happened, um, at the same time, but it really should. Like if when you're running, your body also needs to be strong. And that is like a, where, where a lot of my knee and hip issues. And as I talk to more people around my age or a little bit older or younger, um, they seem to also have knee and hip issues. And a lot of it stems from not having a strong glute, um, not doing our physical therapy exercises, not, not knowing that we were supposed to do it. No one had told me these things before I spent like several grand on physical therapy that, doing these things will strengthen the muscles around my knee and doing, doing these things will strengthen my glute and just the mobility, the flexibility, all of that stuff. Um, so this will be the first time again, that I'm training for a marathon where, you know, I'm running and I'm doing my physical therapy and I am lifting with heavy weights, but it's not. So here's what, like I'm doing, um, I'm doing my 15 minutes in the morning. So what's been working for me is like going downstairs, doing some mobility flexy stuff for five minutes, setting a timer and lifting, um, for, uh, lower for five minutes and then upper for five minutes. And then I have to leave for part of the day. And when I get back, I go right down to the basement and do another five minutes. Um, and making sure that I foam roll all of these things that like, we know we should be doing, but like, unless we have like a clear system or we have habits built around it, it doesn't happen consistently. Um, so again, well, hopefully that, you know, being consistent with this stuff prevents injury. It prevents spending several thousand dollars on physical therapy. Again, it prevents, um, having to go see a bunch of different specialists and then them giving me shots or pills and those things not working. So that's the goal, but also knowing like, if, if something is painful, like I want, you know, I want to preventative measures as much as possible, but also knowing like, Hey, you know, if something is painful, if something's not going away, going to see someone and like not being stubborn about it, but like, no, let me go see someone because I like to not hurt myself during this hobby. That's supposed to be good for my physical health. I'd like to not ruin my body. So that's where I'm at first week of marathon training. Well, no, I guess first long run done. Um, and the marathon, it's 22 weeks away. Like it's, I have a lot of time to train for this, but I think doing this, this fall program that will lead into the official marathon training program is just really good. Just to, again, to like get into the habit of waking up on Sunday mornings, getting to the habit of having to drive 25 minutes to go meet these, these people being in the habit of going to bed early on Saturdays, all of the not so fun and not so glamorous parts of training for a marathon, um, having to bundle up, having, you know, having coat, your coat and your gloves and your water and all of those things. Again, like all of the not so glamorous parts of training, 
the rate, like the rate race day is really, really hard. And race day, you get a lot of external feedback from people. People are so proud of you. You know, people see you in your medal and people are clapping for you or, you know, you post a photo on Facebook and you get external validation. People, you know, people clapping for you. Um, great. It's wonderful. But a lot of the hard work is behind the scenes. A lot of the hard work is the showing up and doing these things without anyone clapping for you. Like no one claps for me on Sunday when I, when I work for my race or for my run, right? No one claps for you. But those are the times like showing up and doing those things. It's what gets you to race day. And I share this with my clients too. It's like you showing up and eating the lunch every day, you know, eating the five piece salad for lunch or going for your walk or using the movement menu or having the single serving dessert. Like no one is clapping for all of those boxes that you're checking, all of those reps that you're getting in. No one's clapping for those things. You're not getting external feedback, but that's really where growth happens. That's really where you start to change your life. Um, the the flashy before after photos we see on social media, great, you know, external feedback, but again, like, nope, <laughs> showing up behind the scenes, putting your head down and doing the work and not, I think also not expecting anyone to clap for those things. Like it's not, I don't know, like not, not constantly looking for external feedback. It will <laughs> break the dopamine addiction, um, break the, the need for praise constantly. I mean, you can praise yourself. Like I'm proud of myself for running on Sunday. Um, that's it. I'm proud of myself. And so you, whatever you're doing, whether it is going for a long run on a weekend or the really not glamorous things like you waking up early and having breakfast or you going for the walk after work or you having the, you know, having the single serving dessert, even though everyone's eating 8 million desserts or the, you deciding to have pizza, not be afraid of have pizza, all of those little things that you're doing that no one's cheering for. You can be the one that cheers for yourself. Um, and just know that showing up and showing up consistently, that's the stuff that's going to, um, make the difference. So I think as I'm thinking about this, I think this might actually be the first time that I'm like, I'll be sharing my training on the podcast, which is crazy because the podcast has been around for almost four years, but running had been intermittent. And I think when I did the marathon in 2019, there might've been a podcast hiatus at that point. So Hopefully I stay injury free and hopefully, hopefully I can check back in every movement Monday and share how training is going over the next 22 weeks. And you will get to hear about all of the crappy things that happen and how hard it is and how, you know, you get tired of doing it. You, you know, you don't want, sorry, Jameson is like bothering. She's sitting here. Jameson, our 14 and a half year old dog, almost 15 in January um, is bothering me. So anyways, I got to tie up today's episode because she obviously needs a treat, but go take action, go do something, stay active this winter. If I, if, if you get anything else for this, um, if you want to protect your mental health this winter and you want to help yourself do something for your physical health, like go get outside and move your body, even if it is 14 degrees. And especially now, early November, set these habits up now, get a system for self-care in place now before it's 15 degrees. It's going to make it a little bit, it's still going to be hard. It's going to make it a little bit easier when it's 14 degrees to get out there and do it because you've been doing it and you're tracking on your 365 habit tracker. If today's episode was helpful, remember you can buy me a cup of coffee. It's like a donation to the podcast and it brings 
all of these episodes to you for free. For that, you go to ko-fi.com slash Jacqueline Rico Stover. The link for that is in the show notes. I'll be back this week. Have an amazing day. Bye.